Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, it is something going on Friday, Dipper Lago edition. Is this the first one ever at Dipper Lago? I think so. I think we. I think this might be the first time we're doing this at uh, DRL. We did it at um, Dipperland Ranch. Yes, or no, Dipperstein Towers. But you named it. Dipper. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dipperland Ranch was so much funnier than Dipperstein Towers. Um, I, we did an episode there. That's where I famously, uh, I famously did uh, the Edge singing was there. The, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we did it at my kitchen table. Yeah, we did, and, and and didn't have microphones. It was like a repug sounding bad episode. This one should sound good. Um, welcome to the program, everyone. Tip, how was your uh, dear day at the office? Oh, you know, I'm uh, you know agenting up a storm. I feel like I I probably you probably went into my refrigerator. Yep. You know, forty times today, um, hoping that something something would, something show, up. would show up in there. Um, but unfortunately, uh, there is nothing in there except beer. So you and eat, high noons. Do you eat every meal out? Yes. Every meal? Yes. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I don't eat breakfast. But you have lunch and dinner out every day? Yes. So you, you never are stuck relying on what's here? I will occasionally... I mean, I'll, I'll, there's a leftover situation oh. or like a bagel, a frozen bagel. Um, Guess what? Had one yesterday. Are they from Hank's or no? There is some frozen Hank's in there. I had one that was pretty good. Yeah, I overtoasted a little bit, oh. and I, and and I I, enjoyed, I throw it out. You overtoast, you throw it right. I enjoyed your off-brand whipped cream cheese, though. That was a part of a gift. It was nice. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah. Now I I I do have to say, what's remarkable, in spite of the fact that you don't eat here at all, 
It is unusual to go to a home and there's not one piece of fruit in the home. That is unusual, I believe. I must reveal to the audience, uh, to the cheap heat audience, that I don't like fruit. Oh, my. I do not eat fruit. Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah. No fruit? None. If there's, if there's a charcuterie board and there's a, like a blackberry or a, or a raspberry, I may pick, pick it up and eat it. What but, about a raisin situation? I haven't had a raisin since the 90s. Wow. And uh, grapes of no interest? I like cotton candy grapes. Grape, grapes are J's. Gra- <laughs> they're not grapes are They're actually they're grapes gra- plus. They're gra- no, they are grapes. They are the definition of grapes plus. If n- people listening to this podcast don't know what a cotton candy grape yeah, no, is, it's worth investigating. You're absolutely missing out. There is some farm that is growing these grapes that taste like cotton candy. Who knows what's going what on with these grapes? There is poison up a storm. You know, they're poisoning and poisoning. Yeah. But I will tell you, they're delicious. The only annoying thing is... They're a fortune. They're like $27 they're, they've of they've that bag. They've incredibly expensive, of course, yeah. and calorically, they're much worse than regular grapes. Sh- I, sugar up a storm. Even more so than regular grapes. A lot more sugar. Yeah. I looked so, it up. At Weight Watchers points, it was not great. I haven't bought a grape, a, a thing of grapes, maybe ever. Bananas? I don't eat bananas anymore. I, I like the fla- I like the essence of banana. I like banana flavor. I but the, my favorite runt was the banana runt. Oh, so that shows uh, some interest in banana. Uh, Natalie is making banana bread. She made banana bread as we. I like banana bread as things that have the essence of banana but aren't the actual banana. I'm I'm here you for like it. The flavor. You don't like the texture. No, I I don't mind the texture, but I, I'm never going to go. Huh? I'm hungry. I need a snack. Right, Let me this? grab a banana. How about this? You go to the grocery store and you get yourself the pre-sliced mango. You wouldn't for a snack grab a couple pieces of mango? My new thing is I like a dried mango. Oh, well, that's not even close to fruit. That's, that's straight up candy. <laughs> <laughs> the sugared No, I don't I don't buy strawberries, blueberries. Never. Mango, no. No. How about a melon? Melon. What am I cutting a melon in this? No, no. House? What about what if you get the pre-sliced melon, like in the in the plastic? Never. You got- All this stuff is fattening with sugar and no. It's not. See, people see, people misconstrue that. Yes, it has sugar, and if you're someone who does really badly breaking down sugar, then you then okay. But for the average person, in spite of the sugar, for example, in Weight Watchers terms, fruit has zero points. I can eat fruit all day long, and I will lose weight. Really? Correct. Maybe I should now, start eating fruit. Dude, it's, if you find delicious ones and your whole day is you eat fruit and then you eat like some vegetables and some meat and that's kind of your day. Let me tell you something. This is something my mom and dad used to say to me. It's very true about fruit and about other things. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. You know, watermelon. It has so much sugar in it. And they'd go, listen, no one's getting morbidly obese eating watermelon. It's not. That's not <laughs> Wait, what's let me, happening. Yeah. Let, let me, like, oh, I'm so fat. I've been eating fruit. Nonstop. I don't. I don't like vegetables either. I got to be honest. Like you know, if if you know, when I was little, I you know, my my parents would cook every night. You know, they're very big cookie cooking people, and it was always a you got to eat the vegetables, you got to eat the fruit. Brian, eat this, eat that. It was a definitive no. There was no negotiating to eat vegetables and fruit. And, you was, would, and, you, and your parents would just eventually give up? Yeah. So th- that's the problem. I'm very confident that I'm going to be able to, when I parent, when the time comes, when there's a little uh, Miss Hatton or Mr. Hatton, whatever it is, there's, I'm very confident that when the kids play the not eating game, I'm going to be the rare parent who's able to be like, all right, you don't have to eat. Go to bed. You're fine. You'll eat next time. I, they're, they're not... They can literally go days without eating. A week, two weeks. You know eating. me. I fast for a week. I don't, you know. Exactly. They, they'll be fine. But 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 the thing is, it's I've watched this with so many people listening right now. Don't feel bad. You know how many loved ones I have who cannot get their kids to eat food. Their kids yeah. only eat French fries or mac and cheese. That is all they will eat. I know it's hard, and it's easier said than done when you don't have kids. And I'm probably gonna get emails about this. But I'm telling you. The one advantage there will be to me having kids at an older age is I've watched this over and over and over. I've trained myself. Yeah. I'm not letting the kids pull a Dipperstein. So when they're 38 years old, in your case, 35, there's not one grape in the house. You got to have a grape in the house. You got to have a, a watermelon in the house. Uh, you got to have a mango, an orange. How about an apple? How about just three apples in the drawer? You don't I don't apple? like an apple anymore. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, when I was growing up, my parents had been, they always had bananas, but that was it. There was very rarely an apple in the home. 
there was never an orange. I have. So you're seen. saying the, the the likelihood that Carlito could have lived in your house zero, very low. Yeah, very no low. Carlito. Yeah, I mean, it just it's not satisfying. Uh, you know, it, it's not. Uh, I, I don't find that satisfying. I also don't like water. I don't like drinking water. It doesn't taste like anything. Hold on, my mom's calling. H- Hello. Hi. How are you? Good time. I'm good. How are you? Are you busy? I'm actually doing my uh, wrestling podcast right now, which you're currently being recorded on. Oh, <laughs> okay. Is, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. I just was checking in. Are you guys in Delaware? No, we're home. Okay, great, great. Yes, my parents vacation in Delaware, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, Mom, <laughs> one question for you. When I was, yes. when I was young, was I, I, was I good about eating fruit? Um, yeah, you ate some fruit. I wouldn't say you were fabulous, but you were good. I'm, I'm, I, Dipperstein does not have one grape or apple in his house. Nothing, there's not a fruit to be found. Yeah, closer to closer to Nick than me, certainly. And 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 how was I? I wasn't bad with vegetables either, right? You were pretty diversified in your eating. Thank you. I've maintained that too. Yeah, much more so th- than a lot of kids that I know. Thank you very much. You mean are you? Ref- is that a nasty shot at my nephew Alice? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, all right, mom. Love you. I'll call you back. All right. Bye. bye. Do what do we think that my yeah, mother's that's my mom's first appearance on GP? What do you think my mother's dissertation on this would be? Should we? Should we? You want me to call her? Let me call. I'm gonna call her. All right. This is. Can I? Can we do the same thing? With yeah. This? You just put it on speaker and put it right up to your phone. Oh, okay. This is. By the way, I already know the name of this episode. So Troy, don't ask me. You know what the name of the episode is? Fruitless. <laughs> A fruitless episode of GP. All right. Put it right next to the phone. You next to the phone and that next to the phone. There you go. I mean the mic. Hi. Hey, I just, uh, m- mom. Yeah. You're currently on the Cheap Heat podcast. Uh, <laughs> what, am I, what am I doing on the podcast? You're on the podcast currently. It's being recorded. Question for you: What was it? What was I like eating fruits and vegetables as a child? Was I good with fruits and vegetables? What's your recollection of my fruit and vegetable life as a child? Vegetable life as it. I mean, I guess it was pretty normal. I don't remember forcing food down your throat or having to trick you with food and say, "Oh, it's this and it's not that." <laughs> well, let me ask you: what What was the game? Remember, we used to play a game to get me to eat. Do you remember what that game was? Oh yeah, we used to do. Oh, of course, we used to do wrestling trivia from that game that Barbara and Marvin Lindenbaum bought you. There was a wrestling trivia and game. That's how you you used to memorize every little thing, and it was a game with flashcards. But it was the wrestling for flashcards. Right, but it wasn't. We also it was the uh, the yeah the cards, and you, I used to yeah. You have them in your garage. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, Mary, he doesn't have one fruit in his house. Oh. Well, you know what? That you're right. So yes, you're right. He he doesn't because he doesn't snack on fruit. That he's not a snacker of fruit like that. <laughs> no. She knows I'm not a fruit snacker. Not at all. No, you're not. No, you never were that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I just like chips. <laughs> I was raised on chips, on barbecue <laughs> chips. But when I would make you a waffle or something, we would always, you know, you would have. If I was preparing something for you or daddy, it would be some fruit on the side for sure. But yes. Yeah, don't don't make your mom sound like she just fed you chips, you, you animal. Well, I know, but she would try to with fruits and vegetables, and we always had bananas. But I didn't love, I don't like fruits and vegetables. I just don't like them. Grammy doesn't either. Um, I got that from her. I guess. It's not a snack for you. Yeah. All right. This has been very telling. All right. Well, anyway, we'll talk to you later. Everything's fine. Okay. Hi, Peter. Hi. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Very Bye-bye. Good. Enjoy. Good. You sound good. Yeah, good. Thanks. Love you. <laughs> you sound good. She, yeah, she, she's obsessed with how, how, I'm, sound? how I'm sounding. Well, how, yeah. Oh, oh, you, you didn't sigh. No, there was no By sigh. By the way, I want everyone to know, this morning I popped up. I, I'm not... This trip is so short, I'm not adjusting at all. I'm waking up at 7 o'clock. I'm just, it's over. Like it's, I'm leaving tomorrow already. Yeah. So I, I've been waking up super early, like 7 o'clock, and, which sucks because... I took off work the last two days, so I could have slept as late as I wanted, but of course I was up anyway. But this morning, I heard Dip audibly sighing by himself. <laughs> so you know, it's not, I don't, it's not a put on. No. I actually do it. I'm sitting in bed, and I hear him either upstairs or downstairs when he was moving around, just like, <sighs> and by the way, keep in mind, it's 8 a.m. Nothing's even happened yet, and you're yeah. sighing. Yeah. Mornings are really tough for me. 
I got everything's racing through my mind in that shower. Well, yeah, let's be honest. Let's get to the real crux of this episode. I mean, last night we were going and going a Jace. Confirm going and going. Yeah. And and, and yeah. yeah. We, we we vintage All right, I'll, I'll, we'll take you through the night briefly. I hosted an event for 2K celebrating the release of WWE 2K23 and it was in conjunction with 316 Day. Steve Austin was there. It was done at this uh, El Segundo brewery. Um, and Steve Austin's Broken Skull beer was the main drink, and it was a whole thing. It was a great, I got to tell you, shouts to 2K, fantastic gig. Literally just hanging out, jumping on the mic, and seeing Steve Austin and being mage. It was great. Yeah. I mean, every single time I see Stone Cold in person, which is not that often, but I've seen him maybe three or four times now in person standing right next to him, he's gigantic. I mean, you just don't realize. I mean, you, I consider him so, kind of like a mid-sized guy. or even not, a, None of them are mid-sized. Right. But like I'm saying, when, when, you know, if you watch them in, in their prime in the ring, he's not like a giant. No. You meet him, he's, he's gargantuan. The only, the only ones that aren't gargantuan in real life are like the ones that are definitively small. Yeah, Ray. Yes. Yeah. You have to be like straight up tiny to not be big. You know, even Max, for example, on TV, he looks cut, but he doesn't look big relative to other people in size. And then when you see him in real life, you're going, like, this guy's, depending on what he's wearing, you're like, this guy's gargantuan. Who, who is this? Yeah, he looks like a wrestler. He looks sure. like a pro wrestler. Oh, yeah. Um, even, now Steve, so even more. Yeah, now he's freakish. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin is one of the nicest big stars in any field I've ever Yes, for someone who's on the Mount Rush of what he does does and did, Yes, he is one of the most friendly, normal, and nicest people I've ever encountered. He seems, you know what, you know what, Steve? He gets it. Steve Austin, but when when you say he gets it, I think the it you're referring to is like life. Yeah. He is happy. At least that's how he seems. I do not know the man, you know, on a super personal level, but in my many interactions with him over the year, over the years, he seems like someone who knows how he's perceived, who knows how successful he is, and seems satisfied. He doesn't seem like he's wanting for more. And you guys have to understand, as you've been on my psychological and emotional journey for many years, the level of admiration I have for someone in the entertainment business who doesn't seem desperate for more, you, you don't understand. 80% of the people that you love and think are mage are miserable and want more. You know, at least on some level. I am on some level, not miserable, but always seeking more. Steve just seems like I'm the man. I don't need to be anything to anyone. I'm the man. Like he, it's been great. What do I need to do? I need to act rude to people? No. He was friendly to every single person. Yes. And like there were a couple of times when we were both around people and he'd come and whisper in my ear, "What's that what's this person's name? What do they do?" Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Because he, he wants to know. He wants to be on point. He wants to call people by their name. He, he, you said he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. How he's not involved in, the, and I didn't ask him this, how he's not involved in WrestleMania this year with the kind of shape he's in. And he I, looks I, amazing. I don't it's get so it. crazy. I don't know. Let me tell you another thing that looks amazing. This new video game, I know it came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is the most beautiful, this is the most advanced and beautiful I have ever seen a wrestling game. I mean, I played it for five minutes. And I played with Doink. I mean, this is one of the most mage-looking games I have ever seen in my life. Shout-outs to 2K. It, it, it's, it's, it Holy looked, mackerel. It looked crazy. Crazy. I mean, if, you, if there was no like health bars or anything, whatever, you would think you, would want, you were watching wrestling. It's beautiful. Yeah, it really does look tremendous. Next Doink, level. by the way, looks like he's in great shape. Uh, Doink is looking fantastic these days. Yeah. Um, um, so, so, who else, what, so what else was going on? I, 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 by the way, by the way. I love the Miz. I mean, I I I I connect with the Miz. Well, I, yeah, I mean, but the <laughs> I love the Miz. You know, but but the Miz, the Miz. He's he's a great guy. The Miz. Let me let, let everyone in on a little secret. Okay. The Miz possesses the number one quality Dipperstein loves. He loves Dipperstein. <laughs> <laughs> you could ask Dipperstein what makes someone a great guy. He he won't come to it, but he you will hear within moments. The guy loves me. <laughs> anyway, so if you ever want to impress Dipperstein, just make it clear that you really are impressed by him. <laughs> which is what Dip gets a lot in in his yeah. WWE in interactions, is that you know, WWE, a lot of the stars there don't know how mage they are. Right. And don't have representation 
that represents that mageness. Yeah. The Miz has given Hollywood enough of a shot, I think, to appreciate that dip is the real deal. And he likes you. You're obviously very affable and friendly. But I think he's impressed by you also. I appreciate that. I It's nothing to do. I mean, it's nothing, I really like him, and I just think he's the best. And I think he's a. I think he is a freaking. No, no, he's a lovely guy. He's a legend too. <laughs> okay, let's face he, it. It's it, well. His his run now is. He's one of the. He's one of the best of this generation I, I and saw, for the previous. Uh, speaking of which, though, we'll get back to the party in a second. As you can tell, we're talking about really big, important issues today. I I do have to say, my friend Robin Lundberg, who works for Sports Illustrated, and recently he's always liked wrestling, but he's been clearly getting more into it and talking about it more. He, Robin's a really smart guy. He put up a post yesterday, though, talking about how Roman is the GOAT, and how this storyline is the greatest storyline in wrestling history. And i got to tell you, it annoyed me. Yeah, I mean, it is. As great as I think he is. And and I don't want this to be taken as an insult. It should not be taken as an insult that I don't think he's the number one guy, and I don't think this is the number one story. I put it to you. I'd say straight up, he is not the number one guy. And and honestly, to assert so, and I think he's mage. He's, I love I have come around on him. My, My 180... On Roman Reigns from 2015 to 2023 is the biggest about face I have ever made about a wrestler. Fair he enough. is mage of the highest level. Yes. And is creeping into the top, sorry, SGG, 10 ever. But he is, I mean, you have to wait 20 years to figure out if someone is the GOAT. I mean, why do you think I push back on Cena even still? It's too soon for me to even talk about Cena. Like, I, the idea that you can make a decision right now, and furthermore, there are so many pieces that have made Roman's run unbelievable, okay? It has not been a Roman solo effort, no pun intended. No. It has been a no. huge piece of Jey Uso. The shield. Oh, oh, if you're going all the way back. I'm only referring to right now. I'm even, I'm, if, you, if you go back then... And he did. He was great in the Shield, and the Shield was very cool and notable, and they're an all-time notable faction. But if you go back to it, no one was talking about Roman Reigns being one of the greatest of all time during the Shield. No, we were talking about. In my, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not remembering history. But I, we were talking about Seth Rollins being being the guy right out of the Shield in the very beginning. Well, it depends. So I'm, that's the that's the that's the controversy. Is I think Roman at first was the most over in the Shield. And then when WWE got excited and pushed him so hard, it turned people off. Mm-hmm. But this run is... I'm clear. talking about wrestling fans, not like the populace. Like, I'm talking about like marks. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yes, uh, maybe. But even me, I, I was very into Roman, though. I thought he was really cool. Like, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Until, until they started shoving him, I, was, I thought he was the one. And then, right. and then they were shoving and shoving. Mm-hmm. And my point is, beyond all of that, the only reason we're having a conversation about him being top five, top ten... Uh, the reason Robin Lumberg or other people would say number one is because of this run. And this run has been amazing, but there are huge factors you cannot ignore. You cannot ignore the fact that this started in the Thunderdome. This this was based, uh, Dip, we got, a, we got an email on the podcast last Friday from a, a smart fan who basically said, if the pandemic doesn't happen and Roman has his WrestleMania match with Goldberg, that match might have been one of the all-time WrestleMania fails. Like Roman versus Goldberg at 36, which eventually got canceled. And what did Goldberg end up getting? Braun? I think so. If that, if that was a Roman Reigns match versus Goldberg in front of a live crowd, it would have been like booed off the, t- the card. It would have been booed off TV. I totally agree. It would have been a disaster. Instead, the match doesn't happen. Roman goes away and comes back to the Thunderdome, or maybe at that point the PC, whatever it was. And what was that night? We were doing Cheap Heat live on a Friday. I was in Florida because WWE had up two pay-per-views a week apart. And we're watching doing, doing the show. And we go, oh, my God, Paul Heyman just showed up with Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. I, I remember where it. I was. I was in the car when you I told you. I you described saw me. it, right? Yeah. That, that was the beginning. And Roman has been amazing since then. He's put together. He's, he, his, his characters evolved and evolved and evolved. But when you're talking about comparing him, for example, to Stone Cold Steve Austin, 
Stone Cold's run, Stone Cold never in the time that he was mage, never had a mouthpiece, never had help. Stone Cold, sure, he had moments where... Well, well, he, he had DiBiase when he was right, the ringmaster. Exactly. Sure, he had DiBiase at the, at the beginning when he was the taskmaster. Let's go back. Not to interrupt. And I know Roman Reigns had NXT, but dude, we're talking about Steve Austin here. Before he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was stunning Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And he, before that, he was Steve Austin. He, he had an incredible run in WCW. Right. How mage was he during that time? He was definitely the neck. He was being spoken about as the next up. And he was the top of the mid card, you'd say? Uh, you know, quote, the, you know, he's uh, the wrestler for the 90s. That's what people said? I remember, I don't remember what, what, I'm, I'm, for, I'm, I'm blanking on, I think it was a Super Brawl. I don't remember what the match was, but it was a, I think it was Dustin Rhodes versus Austin mm-hmm. at the time or whatever it was. And, you know, and, and, and JR would say, would call him, you know, this is the wrestler of the 90s, you know, here he is, stunning Steve Austin, the wrestler for the night, like the wrestler of the 90s. And that always stuck with me because he was so right. Um, but I mean, he was so incredible back then. He was a great promo at the Hollywood Blondes with Pillman. He was a great technician back then against Steamboat and Dustin Rhodes and all those significant matches that he had. He was always a standout for me. And I, as a kid, you know, we're talking 91, 92, 93, 94. I was a huge Austin fan and, you know, like he was, he was always a, a, like an early favorite of mine. So he had that. Then he has the brief thing in TV title, tag yeah. titles, tag with titles. Pillman. He had multiple titles. Yeah. And then, he, and then he does the brief thing in ECW, which of course is notable and quick and mage. Yeah. And then shows up in WWE. Things aren't great. Eventually, it it starts to build and build. King of the Ring, Bret Hart story, uh, Shawn Michaels at Mania with Tyson involved, and we end up where we end up. But ultimately, he had a bunch of different dancing partners. But what he never had was a permanent person next to him or multiple people next to him. You can't, you just can't negate that. Dude, Hogan too. Hogan was Hogan. That was it. You know, like, I just think it's not fair to not give some credit to that. And I, again, I'm not hilariously, taking... Hilariously, the one person that Austin did have was Heyman. Right. <laughs> Dangerous Alliance for Dangerous a Alliance era. So... I don't know. Lo- I love Roman, but when people start having this this short term memory, as let's be realistic for a second. For and I understand me and Dip are not like everybody else, but Roman most realistically, Roman could end up at. Let's see who's definitely ahead: Hogan, Flair, Flair, Austin. It's in my opinion, Cena. Rocky. You think Cena because you're like you have some weird. Uh, I don't understand. I don't know. Undertaker, Michaels, Brett. Macho. And in that category, the people that he could surpass when it's all said and done are Michael's bread. Um, I guess, dude. He can. He can. I mean, you, you have to remove our bias. Shawn Michaels? Brett, they, Brett and Shawn were not. He's already crossed over more than both of them, honestly. Crossed over? Yeah, like made it beyond just being a wrestling, a guy that only the hard, most hardcore of wrestling fans know. He could get Pat. Savage would be a tough one to catch because Savage was so mainstream famous. But he's, no, he could end up at five or six. I think that could be a goal. To crown him number one now, though, is like he'll need a whole nother thing. You know how I feel about that stuff. I hate that. He, he, what, which part? You need years to be judged that way. Uh, fair enough. And he needs something else besides just this. To me, that just this period where he's had, dude, do you realize what, do you realize what Jay Uso has done in the Bloodline story? Yeah. I, no, no, don't just give me a yeah. It's Jay Uso has pulled off some of the best acting we've ever seen in a story. In line. recent history, yes. I, 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 would, I don't know. Like, tell me the last time you saw a character in a storyline. Bray, you know. But that's a different kind of Different acting. kind of thing. I, dude, you, I am taking nothing away from the storyline. Jay, I, Jay is the, like a realistic. Jay's the very rare realistic feeling character on wrestling television. I know. His face, the way he reacts to stuff, the the emotions like I know. And then the best thing about the 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 Uso story is when you interact with them, you realize how they came up with the characters cuz they're just 
complete extensions of who they are. Yeah. Remember, you saw me see Jimmy at the bar yeah. last time, right? Yeah. And you saw the way he reacts. Yeah. He's like, yo, what's up? Oos, yeet, yeet, yeet. Like, he's, <laughs> like, he's Jimmy Uso all the time. And then you see Jay, and he's like, yeah, what's up, Oos? And just keeps it moving. Like, he's nice. He's totally nice. But he's not Jimmy. They mm-hmm. are different in that regard. Can I, hot take? I, st- I can't tell them apart in person still. You still can't? No. I used to not be able to tell. Now, now when their hair is not the way that it is on TV, I can't tell them apart. It's really funny. Well, yeah, I mean, they are legit twins. They look exactly alike. They're shoot twins a thousand percent. (laughs) They are shoot twins, but they really look alike in person. No, Um, I get it. It takes takes time. It takes time. Anyways, this is all just saying, everyone calm down. Roman will get reviewed in time. You know, it's like the same thing as as everyone jumping out the window with the Max thing from a couple weeks ago. Give everything a moment to breathe in wrestling. It's not real life. It is performance art. It all needs time to be processed. You can't come out. Kendrick can't drop an album, and I, I go, this is the most classic album of all time. Right. I, I, can't, I can say he's one of the best. I think it's going to be a classic. You cannot judge it in the moment. No, no. And Agreed. people these days, that's the thing about social media, and I'm guilty of this too. I was doing it with the Chris Rock special. We want to comment, so we need to give a take immediately. That's, it's not real. The yeah. truth is it will be proven out over time Yeah, we talk, we uh, what things are. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You want to talk about the great Muda going into the Hall of Fame and how significant this is? And I they, think we it, brought it up last week and you literally didn't pay attention or care. I got to say... Or Tuesday. Tuesday we did. I got to say, I, th- I, I do care. Um, and it's going to make me want to go. Oh, you did say that. You did say um, that. Was it officially announced? On the Yeah. The first match, and I've said this on the podcast before, the first wrestling match I have I was ever I ever watched on a taped VHS was the Great Muda versus Doug Gilbert at WrestleWar '89, and I would I would watch you know his entrance, and I would run out of the room. Uh, crying, and I had to shut my eyes because I was so scared of more, Muda. More insight into the crazy person that is Dipper. But I never looked away. I, I mean, I never, I never couldn't look away. So I, 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 it was like so scary at the time, but it was something I just could never look away from. So I would play it over and over and over and over again. That's one of my all-time favorite events. It's one of the greatest uh, events. Your mother should have taken you out of the room and given you a piece of fruit and called it a bit. <laughs> anyway, when when um when Gary Hart would rip his mask off and you would see his painted face. It was like, for, as a kid, that was one of the scariest moments of my life. <laughs> it's a major moment. And Muda's a major... You know what? You might have to go. I want to go. And I'll tell you, Muda 
was by the way, which is how Natalie says like she's in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. Uh. <laughs> um, he was the greatest to hide the mist until it was absolutely necessary oh, yeah. he's to a use. Mist hider of the highest, he was hiding and hiding. He was hiding the mist. He's on. The, he's on the Mount Rushmore of misting. Oh my god! Let's make it right now. Okay. Mount Rushmore of mist. Muda. I guess he kind of. I mean, is is Oscar is, is Oscar up there? I mean, at this point, at this point, I, yeah, she's got to be. It's kind of hard not to. Um, Who else did it? <laughs> um, Tajiri. Yeah. Um, Fuji. No. I think Fuji did it in Killer Khan Hogan, or was it Killer Khan who did it? Killer Khan, I think, Kill, did it. Con, Killer Khan did it. Yeah, I think so. Fuji would throw the powder. Sorry, I, you know what? I'm embarrassed, and I should resign from the show. Yeah, Correct. he's a big powder guy. Killer Khan's did mist. I swear there was a mist thing with Hogan. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's. Was, let's look that up. <laughs> but anyway, um, Dip gets concerned about the journalistic integrity in moments like this. Yeah, I, uh, I, I love Great Muda. I love the Great Muda. I am a gigantic fan of the Great Muda. He is on the Mount. He is on the Dipperstein Mount Rushmore for sure. So. All right, on this day, 35 years ago, this was from 2022. It looks like this is... Got I... There we go. Yes. All right, Dip, I'm Mage. On this day, back in like 87, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, WWF champion Hulk Hogan, was confronted by Killer Khan... On the on a on a snake pit episode, mm-hmm. and blinded by green mist, uh, blown into his face by Killer Khan. Can we maybe get that? Can we watch that? No, we don't have to watch it now. But let's let's try to get I, that I would, on YouTube. I would, I, would, I would love to watch that. Yeah, it's major. What you're saying? Yeah, Killer Khan. What an interesting person to 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 talk about. I saw well, I saw him and Hogan in a cage. Yeah, yeah, I remember you it's said a, that. It's a big it's a big deal. Dip, I want to tell you something. Now I want to go back to something personal that I have to tell you here on the uh, on the podcast. Mm. I, I got to tell you, yesterday I dropped what I thought was kind of big news on you, and I feel like you no-sold it. Mm, tell me. I, 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 now, keep in mind, I want to I wanna be clear. It was towards the end of the night, and those, those Steve Broken Skull Steve Austin beers will creep up on you. They did, by the way. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't even did. drink that much last night. I know. I, and, and so I yeah. didn't realize that Dip had been slightly crept up on by the Steve Austin beer. But I, I revealed to you that you're going to be a groomsman at my wedding, and you borderline no-sold it. <gasps> I remember. I'm just remembering that now. That's so mage. Dude, you know how many people I, we, I decided? Thank you. I, I, made a, I made like a – well, you, we were there standing with Ted, and I told you, and you were like, ah, cool, and just like kept going. <laughs> no. I swear to you. I, I remember the moment now. I, I'm going to – hold on. Let's call Ted. Okay. Let's, let's see if Ted felt this way. Hold on. I'm very flattered. Well, I, pre, I, pre, I figure. That's why I brought it back up. Beyond. I, Let me see. What it, let's do I wonder if Ted remembers. Hi. Hey, we're doing cheap heat right now. Uh, is this wrestling oh. for sale from GQ fame? This is this is wrestling for sale. Yeah, Ted. I want to ask you a question. I'm telling Dip right now that last night when I told him he was going to be a groomsman, I thought he absolutely no sold me. What are your thoughts? I, I was kind of shocked by the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was a no sell. No. I, I mean, I don't know because I didn't have like the. The biggest wedding party, you know, like I think we had two people. Oh, that's very, that's very big. And then, and then, you know, it is a nice honor. Yeah. For a friend to receive that, and he was just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> no, I, I was you. not. Thank, Ted, thank you. We appreciate you. Oh, uh, Ted, what what time and where is the big uh, heat and greet slash wrestling for saleathon uh, WrestleMania weekend? So it's at Button Mash. Button it's Mash. located in Echo Park on Sunset Boulevard. All right. Um, we're going to open the doors at 1. Okay. Um, people are free to shop my stuff, Matt Botvin, uh, stash pages, and in-ring art. Okay. And then you, or are you we're showing up at 4 or 4.30? Yeah. Four, we're going to get started a little after 4, 4 o'clock. 30. Yep. So there will be a, a three to four hour clothing thing, I, and I, then there will be the heat and greet. Boom. But there's right. great food. There's great drinks. Oh, it's, it's a great place. For three to four Are we timing this correctly? By the way, not to. Yeah. Great guy. Oh, he's a great, great guy. All right. Th- thank you. Thank you, Ted. Okay. Wrestling for sale. Come of course. Told you, you know, sold it. We're doing a live pod, right? 
I don't know. It might be a, just a chat. It might be a live. Party. Yeah. It's so, a Friday, so maybe we'll make it a Friday. So I'm sorry if I know sold it. Let me, me tell you. So. Let me tell you. I've been a groomsman a few times now in my life. I'm amazing at standing, doing this, the side stand thing, and making eye contact and reacting to situations with the crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm very good. I do very slight, subtle crowd work during the actual ceremony. I, I believe that. <laughs> Natalie and I already had a talk today because I informed Dip there's no rehearsal dinner, and he was very disappointed. And I'm like, I, I said, Natalie, you have to remember, Dip, he considers himself the host of the weekend. He's like the Miz of the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna refer to the wedding that it says it takes place in the in the silver dome. <laughs> what he means the super dome. But so I said he's disappointed because the 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 rehearsal dinner gives him the warm up night. So people get to, he gets to know people, has his he can find alliances, and yeah. it makes the wedding performance that much better. Yeah, that's right. But the reason it was a it's a big sell is that like my first wedding, I believe I had eleven or twelve groomsmen. It was yeah. crazy. We had a crazy situation. Yeah. It, it, you, it was a lot. It was a complicated situation. But this time, Natalie is only having five. So I'm down to five. Mm-hmm. So I basically picked uh, my brother. And my brother's one. So that's gone. So I'm down to four. Yeah. Because my brother obviously. Oh, wow. Oh, so wow. it's four people. Mage. And so I. I picked my childhood best friend, Ben Pleasure. You'll finally meet Ben Pleasure as groomsmen together. What a name. What a name. Um, and then Chauncey and Judd. So basically, it's three of my high school best friends. Me? You and my brother. Wow. I mean, is that not an honor? This is something. I know. Why do you think I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you got to tell me something. It was like it was like I announced Rey Mysterio for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. Oh my oh, god! Gonna, it's gonna be big. It, this is gonna. It's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. And you, you want to hear the biggest honor? And I'm not saying this is gonna happen because we have to discuss this. But it's still in principle. This is such an honor. So I said to Natalie, I was like, the unfortunate part is though, I was like, with no rehearsal dinner, I was like, Dip's not gonna speak because like we don't. I don't want a lot of speeches. Like, I want. You, I, I. I. Why do you think I'm asking? So. so uh, exactly, I know. The rehearsal dinner he really wanted because of the speech. So I said to her, I was like, I don't see how Dip speaks. And Natalie goes, we already decided we're not doing a whole thing of speaking. And Natalie goes, I, I would love Dip to speak at the wedding. <laughs> well, let me. Can I just say something declarative? Yeah. I speak when I want to speak at a wedding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you decide to speak, you'll, go, you'll go up to Scythe and like, turn the music down for a second? Yes. <laughs> It, whether it's planned or not, I, I speak when I want to speak. All right, all right. Don't, 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 don't. I won't make any determinations. Yeah, then. you just leave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we definitively, though, here's what we're not doing. We're definitively not doing, like, a speaking time that lasts an hour. I've made that mistake before. Yeah. It's friggin' brutal. Now, yeah, listen. Everyone hates that. Now, granted, yours would be great and entertaining and, and people would love it. I, I guess what's important is, listen, I can't imagine my brother's going to want to talk that much. Natalie's sister, I can't imagine. I, Natalie's sister is not going to be doing. But by the way, do you want to do right now? Do you want to do both? Do pretend best man and 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 maid of honor. No, no, hold on. My my the worst thing you could ever hear, and it happens every time without fail. Is for those of you that don't know me. <laughs> oh, my oh God. I hate for those of you that don't know me. And that could be followed up by for those of you who didn't know Sarah when she was young. Oh, that's another big one too. Yeah, that's big. That's you, big. You know, we went to camp together. And that was before we went to Michigan together. <laughs> and we were roommates. And I remember when Sarah met Paul. And I was like, why do you, what is it you see in Paul? He was kind of a dog back in the day. Uh, he, uh, he wasn't like exactly what you think. And I remember she said to me, when I talk to him, I feel like the best version of myself. <laughs> Shut up! I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but it's it. The, the speeches can just be. You have to be good. I, listen, I, I admit, I bombed at my brother's wedding. Okay. I believe. I have given. I, I, I just want you to know. Mm. I referenced at my brother's wedding. I referenced the Holocaust and 9/11. <laughs> that's that's not what you want to do. I, I have given some of the greatest rehearsal dinner and wedding speeches of all time. People, you isn't they're famous. They're on YouTube. Yeah, Howie Howie's is like a particular honor of yours now. Howie's rehearsal dinner speech for me is famous. 
It's one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. And I absolutely crushed it. How long did you go I hosted the rehearsal. I was the host of the rehearsal. Oh, you were the host. I was the host of the rehearsal. How long did you go for in your actual speech part? Eight, five minutes. Not bad. Not so Less. What do, you, what do you think's the max time for a good speech at a wedding? Five minutes at the most. At the very most. It's got to be three to five minutes. I, I Wow. Three to five. Yeah. Do you know the funny story about my friend Anthony's wedding recently? Can no. I say this? No. So my friend Anthony got married in June, I guess, the week after Natalie and I got engaged. Okay. And when I told Natalie, when I told Ballard, my friend, who's one of my friends, who's one of my groomsmen who you're replacing, who I have to tell is not a groomsman this time around, I no one's gonna care. I the, the, no one it would care either way. I just am like, I'm just simplifying it, old school friends and you. You know, I just simplify. I'm flattered. But so I, I tell Ballard, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm proposing to Natalie this week. And he's like, oh, wow, cool. Well, that's so great. Blah, blah, blah. Then a few minutes later, he calls me. And he's like, hey, man, I, I was just thinking, you know, it's great that you guys are so happy. You guys are getting engaged. He was like, I'm just a little worried that, like, you're going to upstage Anthony at the wedding in some way. Like, I don't want you to, like, you got to be rem- mindful that oh, it's- are you. I know this story. And, and I go, I go, what the hell are you talking about? I said, do you think I'm going to walk into Anthony's wedding a week later and be like, big announcement, everyone. I'm getting married. I said, what are you? I, know. I said, what are you thinking? You're out of your mind. This, 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 this says a lot about what he thinks about. I, that, well, that's why I was offended. So I was very offended. And then he was very apologetic. He was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. You're right. I know you yeah. know these things. Blah, blah. He was like, it's just that. You know, you're the, you're the sort of famous guy in our group of friends. You cast a large shadow. I just want to be mindful of Anthony. I said, I get it. What I is it up to him to say this to you? Because it's our little crew, right? Uh, uh-huh. So I get it. I go, okay. I, I was like, I hear you, but dude, I got it. I don't know how big of a douche you think I am. I would never. But like, I'm not yeah. going to, uh, trust me, we're good. So he's like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. No problem. Here comes the wedding. Go to the wedding. The first thing you do is announce. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's close. <laughs> go to the wedding. Having a great time. Really cool. Yeah, I remember. Anthony's best friend. Yeah. Leon speaks. And he says something about He goes it. through the speech, blah, blah, blah. And he makes a really funny joke about me. Um, he's talking about how honored he was to, to become the best man. And he's like, look at all the people I beat out. It's a good bit. He names this friend. He beat him out. He names this friend. He beat him out. He's like, Peter Rosenberg. He's a celebrity. I beat him out, right? And I'm like, oh, that's very funny. And then he stops and goes, and by the way, Peter was engaged this week. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> I'm sitting next to Ballard. I like slink down in my seat like, Ugh. Anyways, um... Leon's speech, for example, I thought was really good, but it was probably around 10 minutes. You really think the best range is like five, six minutes. Or less. Or even less. Yeah. yeah. It's always a No one less. wants to hear the speech. Right. They, they hope they enjoy it. And if it's short, they go, that was great. But if it's great in 15 minutes, they walk away thinking it wasn't great. Absolutely. No matter what they say. No matter how good it was. Yeah. After 15 minutes, it's, it's done. All right. Let's hit a couple of mailbags and then go out to dinner in Los Angeles. Um, AJ Coleman. Hey, SUG, Dip, and Pete. Man, I love y'all. Very, y'all's a Pete guy. Varying. A Pete guy. AJ's a Pete guy. I love y'all's varying takes and diverse opinions in the world of wrestling. Stop. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not a Pete guy. I heard. He said Peter. Oh, really? Not a Pete guy. I wonder why. He feels like he'd be a Pete guy. <laughs> he, he really does. He's like, but I have to say, y'all talk very little about what I think has great potential to be one of the top matches at Mania. You say you love the work of Rhea... But I think with the Knights, with the right opponents, she puts on some of the best matches in women's wrestling. So someone please explain what's with the disrespect. Stephen A. Voice. What's with the disrespect? On, on what? Uh, oh, sorry. I, but what would like to know about more about what y'all think of her match at Mania. And hope you hope y'all stay mage and can't wait till y'all come back to Vegas. Big y'all guy, AJ. Um, I, I just don't look. I, I, I have taking nothing away from Rhea Ripley. I think she's awesome. I think she's a seminal wrestler of this generation of, of, of this, what we're living, you know, what we're living through right now. But, um, I'm a story guy, you know, there's no story with this match. So, you know, I mean, they're just, yeah, that's it. That that's, uh, that's all it is. Hold on. And by the way, I got to remind you, AJ, and I am excited. I think they'll put on a good match. You got to remember this is a repeat match from like three years ago. Yeah, they did this already. They did this when 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 Rhea was like a slightly less significant, but now she's more significant. Yeah, but they did it at the PC. When they she did was it at NXT the PC. Champion. Yeah, 
So, so I'm excited. She's a different Rhea for sure. But can I tell you the other problem? Rhea's such a mage heel right now, and Charlotte is like a tweener again. And they're, but they're not. They're not. They're not including really. And tell me if I missed something. They're not really including the Judgment Day in in this in any sort of significant story with Charlotte. So it's like, what are we seeing then? I mean, what a what a missed opportunity to to for the Judgment Day to be judgy with Charlotte. I, I, I want them judging and judging. Yeah, we want some sort of purple activity with Charlotte. Um, Jonathan says, <clears throat> on WrestleMania 2023 excitement levels, there's the raw material for a top-shelf dip drop at 1934. I'd isolate it if I had the tech. Dip's explaining his rating for Brock versus Omas. Could be a mage addition to the board. Thanks to the three of you for your awesome show. I've been listening since the Shoemaker, Greg, the Virgin days. And Cheap Heat has been a huge part of getting me back into wrestling. Take it easy, man. John, thank you. I appreciate that so much. And so much so, my belief in you is so strong that I am going to look up um, what you're referring to. What are you talking about? He said you said something in the last episode at 1934 that's like serious... <laughs> no, this it wasn't this week then. It was it was the time before that. Oh, it is. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. What a great show this is. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm not particularly high there either, unfortunately. Even though I think it'd be a great match, but again, yeah, sure. story, story. Brock versus Omos with MVP. 4.5. Really? I like to see the big the big men. I know. And I, and I, That's got to be it. Yep, it is. <laughs> Good call, Jonathan. I like to see the big men is mage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you're watching, you're watching um, WrestleMania. You want to see two colossal people wrestle each other. Like the Colossus, the Nigerian giant. Yes, uh, I, I agree with you 100%. And by, by the way, people talk ish about The Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez. Got to tell you, that was quite the visual. It was a great visual. A so, match, but a, a, you know, Omar should wear the, the, the skin chest hair outfit. By the way, by Giant the way, talking about something that we should be found on WWE Treasures. I'd, oh, that's a great point. Where is that suit? The Giant Gonzalez thing? Yeah. That would be mage, dude. Yeah, I wonder All if right. it fit me. Me too. Three of you. All right, that'll do it, guys. We've really enjoyed this. I hope you've enjoyed the randomness live from Dipper Lago. And um, we're going to go now tonight and check out the most, the other nicest, most mage person ever, T-Pain. We're going to have a great time. I mean, he's he's a mage individual. Oh, shout out to Will Sasso, by the way, who came up and professed his love for the podcast yesterday. Did Does Drunkerstein remember this? Yeah. He, we, we didn't know who he was. Dip Flair was on fleek last night. No, no, Dip Flair was rolling. And this guy comes up and professes his love for the podcast. And I, I, I think Will will be complimented by me saying this. He seemed like a lovely guy, but he's like a random, you know, random, nice, nerdy wrestling fan. And then he introduces his wife, and he has this beautiful wife. And I go, well, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> and then uh, shout out to Jamie Ivey. And Jamie's like, I think that's Will Sasso. And I looked it up, and sure enough, it was Will Sasso, the very talented and funny uh, gentleman host himself. So, Will, thanks for the love, dude. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Will Sasso. You're a great guy. You're a great guy. All right, everyone. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. We'll catch you on Tuesday. Do me a favor. Stay mad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And? And? Stay mad. Enjoy. You got to say a different one. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, enjoy it.